Hey everybody, welcome to the Ralph Graves Jr. Show. I'm your host, Ralph Graves Jr., and I'm so glad you're here. No matter where you are right now or what circumstances you face, lasting success is within your reach. On this podcast, we'll have real conversations with people who have had to overcome unthinkable obstacles to achieve success. Are you ready to live with unstoppable momentum and focus? Well, today's your day. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Ralph Graves. Welcome to another edition of the Unstoppable Podcast with Ralph Graves. So glad to have you guys here. Um, I, I say every week, you guys are an amazing, amazing, amazing audience. And I want to bring you some amazing guests. And today, like all the other amazing guests, I have an amazing guest today. Sophie McLean, everybody. Sophie McLean. She is. She is the president, founder, uh, CEO. What's the name of your company, Sophie? Access to awareness. Access to awareness. Now, I have her bio in front of me, and I gotta share with this just a little bit of her bio. It's extensive. I've I've never read a bio like, and it's probably because I, I haven't been around as much. But this a bio on um on on a a woman like this, born in Algeria, educated in Morocco and France, professional career at U.S. U.K. You've led an eventful life, helicopter pilot. I, I might want to talk about that. <laughs> a teacher, a designer, relief worker, war refugee. I know there's a thousand stories in that story right there. CEO served as United Nations representative on the Commission on the Status of Women's Hunger Project. Um, you've been shot at. You've been shipwrecked. You've been widowed. You lived on a farm, a boat, a penthouse, and in an ashram. So you're talking about an unstoppable, eventful, fruitful life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sophie McLean. <laughs> that um, is something else. All right. I am going to use your introduction in everything I do, Ralph. I have never been so happy to be introduced that way. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and guys, check it out. She's in France. I'm in New Jersey. Oh, technology is a wonderful thing. It is. It's a wonderful thing. Now, what what I what I have I I want to jump into our topic, but you have to can you just how were you a war refugee? Can you just share that with us? Yes, yes, indeed. I um, went through two wars. The first one was in Algeria. Algeria was a French colony, and at one point, the Algerian people said to the French, would you mind leaving? And of course, that didn't go down very well. So there was this terrible war. And, uh, you know, I was a child. Uh, I wow. was uh, two and three years old. But um, the farm got attacked. The farm, my father was a farmer, got attacked by machine gun fire. Mm. And um, the whole, I mean, it was quite eventful. And we literally left in one night. They, my, all the French uh, had to leave. And uh, the tragedy about all that is that um, my parents' generation, I'm 60 year old, right? So my parents are in the okay. 80s. Okay. And uh, they could never be responsible for 
the fact that they went to somebody else's country and took it over. You did not do that anymore, right. you know. Right. So I know the uh, English did the same in the U.S. And, yes. Uh, you know, okay, but that was before. Now you need to just say you do not go to other people and steal their country. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but my family is still very um, divided about all that. So we avoid that topic. Wow. We were in, we were in Algeria for seven generations. So, you know, it's a long time. So it was, home. it was home. It was home. It was totally home. So my parents were heartbroken and yeah yeah to be yeah mm. because they viewed it mm. as their homeland as their they did they yeah. did that's mm. something else and you were and you were mm. young when that happened you were a child i was young but i was very lucky my parents this so the, there was a whole population in france that really looked at us as a dirty colonialist so um my parents didn't want to go back to france and they had property in morocco near casablanca so they moved to Casablanca, Morocco. So I was brought up there, which was absolute heaven. All right. So let me get this right. You'd run <laughs> out of Algeria. Yeah. You yeah. can't go back to France. Yeah. Because they looked at you as want to. Yeah. dirty yeah. colonizers, right? Yeah. And so you end up in Morocco. Yeah. And and you yes. loved every minute. Well, that, that's phenomenal. Wow. I mean, come on, Morocco, right? The spices, the colors, yeah. the people, the donkeys, the camels. I mean, yeah. what a childhood, yeah. right? Yeah. As really soon great. as the world opens back up, I've got, I got a couple of places I got to get to. Morocco is definitely one of them. Yeah. It's yeah. a glorious place. Glorious. Yeah. And, you know, over here in the U.S., and we're going to, we're going to get to our topic. We, we really don't get shown how beautiful other countries are. They only show us. The worst mm. of the worst. They show us the worst parts of Africa. My grandkids actually think that Africa's just jungles. Because <laughs> that's oh, what they get shown. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the American yeah. view on it. We see the worst yeah. of every country except for ours. But, you know, you pay close enough attention. There are many, many beautiful, artistic places, wonderful places uh, yeah. throughout, throughout the continent of Africa, throughout Europe, throughout Asia. And I have to get to Morocco. Now, one of the reasons why I got you and I pursued you to be on this program, I want to talk to you and I want you to share with me and our listeners, because something happened to me that allowed me to become and to bloom and to and to be the man that I am today and constantly grow. And what happened to me, and I didn't even know what happened, I had to deconstruct my ego. Mm -hmm. And you are... Uh, you have you are an expert in the topic of exposing mm -hmm. and deconstructing the automatic ego, and that's, that's why me. I wanted to talk to you about on this unstoppable program. What is the automatic ego? All right. So you, you I just want to tell you, Ralph. Right? You yes. start me talking on the ego, <laughs> you'll have to stop me. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, uh, uh, the, the uh, name uh, of the program is the Ralph Graves Junior Show, so I can go a little while. I, I you know. No. Uh, uh, okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> All right. So um, let me tell you how I started first, okay. and then I tell you what the ego is and 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 all that. So, but okay. how I started was, I was twelve years old, and I was in my garden in Casablanca, and I was alone at the end of the garden when my family was getting ready to go for dinner. So I had a space of quiet and stillness. Okay. And I had a gift. You know, like a download, yeah. a, an epiphany, right? And I yeah. realized two things. The first thing I realized was 
that I was being brought up in a cocoon, all secure, like absolutely unrelated to what was really the world like. Yeah. Um, so I realized that there was suffering and wars and and orphans and hunger and joy <clears throat> and all sorts of things in the world that I had no idea. So I was quite stunned at 12 year old. And then the other insight I had was but it was all an illusion. Wow. That the whole thing was like a theater play. Wow. So and and I got it. I I I remember going, good God, we think it's all important and all significant and it's nothing, it's just a play. So I run to my parents mm-hmm. and I tell them, I said, Do you know what? We not what we call reality is not real. And <laughs> looked at this 12-year-old and said, all right, this is the crazy one in the family. And that right. nickname is with me to that day. Wow. But, but, but since that moment, I have been looking and searching. And it's it, my experience of being alive is always being guided. I need to get the illusion of of the what we call reality, right? So I started there, and um, and my life was eventful. So here is what the ego is, Ralph. Okay. Most and most people have a confused relationship to the ego, right? It's, okay. Most people think being the ego is being arrogant, being a jerk, being uh, arrogant, right? And it's right. not that at all. It's it's. I mean, that can be part of someone's ego. But the ego is much broader than that. The ego is everything you identify with Mm -hmm. that is not who you really are. Wow. Say that again for the people in the back. Everything you identify with that is not who you really are. That's right. So people identify with their age, their weight, the amount of money they have, their cars, the job title, the color of their skin. Wow. uh, You know. So, you you know, as human being, we identify with everything we can grab because yeah. we are looking for something outside of ourselves. We're looking externally for something to identify with. Yeah. That's the ego. Okay? Wow. So um, the automatic, the, the mind that we have uh, is, is either on automatic, that's the automatic ego, or we have the conscious ego because to be able to operate in the material plane, except if you're a monk, a nun, or you're in a cave on the hill of the Himalayas, you do need an ego. Yes. Okay. okay? All right. But there is an enormous difference between an automatic ego coming from your past without any awareness as a reaction to what happened to you or as the image you want to give to the world or as because you had traumatic events or whatever and a conscious ego that you create moment by moment that is totally malleable and connected to your soul okay the conscious ego gives you a life of ease and grace and authentic power the unconscious automatic ego gives you suffering you know, the, many people suffer. It goes from slight suffering to full out suffering. Yeah. It gives you suffering, forced effort, domination, conflict, separatedness. Okay. 
So one wants to get really interested in the ego, you know. And I, I, I fully get what you're talking about. I just never thought about it on those terms until we started talking. I know that it was my conscious ego that had to change. And I've often tell people the circumstance is just a circumstance. How I handle it has everything to do with what you with with, with my outlook or, or what I do that day. If it's raining outside, guess what? It's just rain. I can't say, oh my God, it's raining. No, no, it's just how, so whatever happens, so you're saying that that one must develop the conscious ego to really understand and get in touch and really know that what, how, how to respond correctly to what is happening instead of just being angry. And I'll take it deeper as far as you were talked about race, you talked about color of skin, you talked about economic status. We talk about being born on the wrong side of town. Do I just act like those people that were born on that side or this side? Or do I have a a conscious choice every day on how to handle and build and handle my character and how I deal with people? That's right. Right. So Ralph, um, you know, in the US, I live in New York City. you know, there is a Black Lives Matter and all these yeah. tragic events yeah. that happened last year and, and all the year before. But when you take the time to stop and look, right? Yeah. How ab- absurd is it to judge someone on the color of their skin? I mean, you must be demented to do that, yes. right? I mean, yeah, it are. would be yeah. like, I mean, truly on the color of one skin you're going to judge someone yeah and that is yeah. the absence of awareness <laughs> i mean i mean truly you're it right. would you're be right. like looking at the flower saying no you are pink you are pink so you are an inferior flower that i need to dominate yeah. i mean yeah. we would say are you insane right 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 so that that lack of consciousness and of awareness is what the buddhists say is the um, ignorance of human beings you see i led to nearly over eighty thousand people worldwide right yes. i yes. have never met a bad person wow. i have only met people that did bad things yeah but they were okay but with the ignorance when you don't practice awareness when you don't elevate your consciousness you you literally do not examine your thinking and you end up believing whatever you can grab and whatever you hear i'm smiling because i love it that i love i love what what you're saying um and you're you're laying it out. That, that's why you're a professional. And you're laying it out in terms I can't lay it out in. Um, you know, it's it's a lack of like you said, grasping the awareness. I, on, on my on my website, I, I have a website RalphGraveJr.com, and uh, you can join the community. Um, and the first thing we talked about was self awareness and awareness, like being aware. Like this is ridiculous that I don't like that person because of a skin color. I mean, I have to be aware that that's the reason I don't like them and to really say, wait a minute, that's not a reason not to like somebody. Well, it, it, it's even idiotic. Yeah, it is. It? It's I idiotic. Mean, yeah, it, yeah. It is. I mean, if you look at it, it is a very low level of intelligence. 
It is. It is. It is. Why do you think so many folks struggle with this and 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 deconstruct? And we're going to get into how we deconstruct it. But why do so many people struggle with that part of ego? Like you said, we're not talking about you know machoism. We're not talking about that. That's part of it. But we're talking about this part of the ego. Why do so many people struggle with it worldwide? Well, Ralph, did you you went to school? Did anybody teach you about awareness and the design of human being? No, no, never. Now they they didn't do that for me. Do you know awareness is the the most simple and profound uh, distinction? It's the ultimate power, right? You know, you have children and grandchildren. Yes. You're going to teach your grandchildren to cross the street. You're yes. going to tell them stop, look right. Look left right. and then cross the street. Okay, that is teaching them awareness. Stop, look right, look left, and then make a choice. Yes. Okay, but we need to teach people to do that with every yeah. thought you believe, with every action you're going to take, with any right. judgment you empower, right? That yeah. is awareness. Yeah. Stop, look left, look right, and make a decision. Yeah. And yeah. And make a choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how how do we begin to deconstruct it? Years and years, years and years, of being mm. of, of constructing it in families, in education, and mm. the groups that we hung with. Years and years of building this up. How does one now say, you know what? Mm. Because once you start deconstructing, let me tell the audience, and Sophie, I know you know it. Once you start taking the time to deconstruct all of this, and once you start taking the time to really pursue real wisdom. You may be ostracized. Your family may, you may be the outcast because you don't <laughs> want to think that way anymore because you're That's taking right. the time to say, wait a minute. And so we have a couple brave souls listening to the Unstoppable podcast right now, and they want to begin to deconstruct this. They don't want to, mm. they love mommy and daddy. They love, but they don't want to mm. think like that anymore. They, yeah. They, yeah. they, they love their, their group, but they don't want to think like that. How do they begin deconstructing? All right, so I, I'm committed that the people listening to your podcast, Ralph, get value, right? So yes. if you listen to me, if you're listening and you're listening to us, just take, just listen to everything we say with your life in mind, right? So we are born. I'm going to make it very simple and very understandable. Okay. We are born. You put 10 little babies, one next to the other, all looking different. There is no identity there. There is no character. No one has ever looked at a baby saying, oh, a little perfectionist. Oh, a little one with a sense of humor, right? right? You are absolutely right, right. right. There is nothing, meaning they're still totally themselves, connected to the divine. They are just being. And that's yes. why we love babies so much. They, you can look down in their eyes and dive into the mystery of the universe, right? Yeah, they yeah. are being. Now, yeah. that goes away very quickly. At a very young age, around one or two for most people, mm -hmm. something happens, and for the first time in your life, you confront the unknown, which yeah. is totally normal. You just landed on this earth. You just incarnated. Eventually, right. you're going to find something you don't know, right? Right. Then fear arises, and the little one doesn't know how to cope with it, and it is experienced as a threat, as a danger. And the moment a human being is confronted with danger, you react. You either attack, you run away, or you freeze. 
Yes. Right? If I put you in front of a butterfly, you're going to be present in the present moment. You're going to look at the beauty of the wings, sure. the movement, the colors. No problem. If I parachute a rhinoceros in front of you, forget about the beauty of the beast. You're going to go in survival mode yes. and you're going to either try to kill it, run away or freeze and probably die. Right. right? Yes. Right. Okay. So that is what's happening to every single of the 80,000 people I have spoken to. At a very young age, they shift from being to surviving. Wow. Wow. And then from the age of about two to about the age of 18, you build the entire cage of your ego. So first, around the age of five or six, you will build what I call the main character. Like if it was a play, right? Yes. You build the main character. And if you look at yourself, uh, uh, Ralph, you will see that you have qualities about yourself that you know you can count on. Yes. You know, oh, oh, like we will say things like, oh, yeah, I'm strong. Or, yeah, I, uh, I'm funny. Or, I am nice. You know? Yes, yes. So there is a main character that we build. We are not born with. Right. We build the main character. Then, as we grow up around the age between 10 and 14, we build our relationship to the supporting cast. Then you'll have a very specific <laughs> way to relate to the people around you. Some people are saviors, some people are protectors, some people are reserved, some people are courageous, some people are intelligent, right? Yes. But that's the image you give to everybody else. And then around the age of 15, 16, 17, you build your script, how you're going to cope with life. How and and that is why the same events keep repeating itself in your life until right. you wake up. Right. So you have a, the ego is exactly like a play. You have the main character, wow. the relationship to the supporting cast, the relationship to the circumstances of life and the genre. Yes. So, for example, for me, I had a tragedy kind of genre until I was 33. I was widowed. I lost a child. I got raped. I was in wars. I had accidents. Wow. I mean, You could make a movie out of my life, right? Because why do I have all those tragedies? Well, when I dismantled my ego, since the age of 33, I haven't had one. That's it. I have even altered the circumstances of my life. And that's That's the power. That's what, that is, that is also power. I often say, you know, I talked about it. I do, I pastor a church and and one thing that um, is not taught as much as it needs to be taught is that when God created mankind, he said, I give you dominion. And we don't talk about that. We leave everything just up to God. And I think, and I I made a joke the other day. I said, there's certain things God gave you dominion over. I said, it's like the electric company in your house. If the light is off, I don't call the electric company to flip the switch. They want me to flip. They, they, they've sent what me to flip. They, they, they've sent us the power to be overcomers, to have dominion. A lot of us just don't flip the switch. And so, like, I, I totally agree. You just blew my mind. We construct these scenarios. And like you said, I, I and some people, what, what they hear you saying, and it's a mistake if you hear her saying this. Some people say, well, 
it's it's my fault that all those things happened to me. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. it's not. Uh-uh. It's 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 the play that you decided to be a part of. It's the movie that you decided to be in. And, and, and that brought all those things to you. Yeah, uh, that is so good, Raph. Right. So yeah. I call it sleepwalking. Yeah. The little child, right? When you start building your ego and going into survival mode, yeah. there is not one little child you would blame, would you? I mean, no, nobody's no. there to tell the little child, darling, <laughs> you do not have to survive. Right. No, n- nobody knows. Nobody. So it's like sleepwalking. You right. actually make <laughs> the choice to survive, but you're not aware of it. Right. So it's not being unconscious because you still make a choice. That's the dominion you were talking about. We have yes. free will. Yes. But unfortunately, because of this total profound unawareness, there it is. We go straight into survival and then we wonder why we suffer. Right. Well, surviving is 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 filled with suffering. That yeah. is the definition of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you said after 33, you changed the whole mm. thing. I, how, I haven't had a tragedy since then. So how did you deconstruct that? What 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 did you do? And, and we're going to lead and, and we're yeah. going to talk about how my how my audience can find you. But just give me a little bit of your story. How did you come up with and how did you learn how to deconstruct yeah. it? All right. Well, um, I um, I lost my husband when I was 28 on honeymoon, five days after my marriage. Right. Wow. I know. A year before I had lost a child, I could not have children anymore. Before that, I had some other tragedy. So when my husband died on honeymoon. How did he die on honeymoon? He had a clot to the brain, a brain aneurysm. Goodness. In in about 30 seconds, I thought, okay, this is it. This is it. I, I, okay. Uh, Obviously, I am a human being that is doomed. Yeah. You see, so here, but listen to the ego, right? Making up a story. Right. So my husband dies equals I am doomed. Wow. The ego made that story up. Well, definitely not my soul, right? Right. So now, now I'm living inside of that decision. I'm doomed. So five years of a total nightmare, total nightmare, because I couldn't let anybody come close to me in case I brought them bad luck. Wow. Right? So I was like a witch. If you talk to me, I will bark back. So not only did I have the sorrow and the pain of losing my husband, but now I was in the suffering of the decision I made that I was doomed. And after, I think, four and a half years, I remember that day to, to this moment. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, okay, you have the choice. You either shoot yourself in the head or something like that, or you go back to life. But just going on like that is not possible. Now, killing myself has never been an option. <laughs> right. So I, right. I packed my bag and I went around the world. And I literally went around the world. I, I went, you know, across the South Pacific from New Zealand to the Caribbean. I got <clears> shipwrecked <throat> on Easter Island. I went to Tahiti, Argentina, Chile. I mean, I went all over the place. And wow. then I landed up in Los Angeles. Okay. And here it is, right? When you surrender to life, this is what I was doing. I said, okay, I'm not in control. I don't have any certainty. All I know is that I need to find a way to get back to life. And I let the universe take me. I land in Los Angeles, meet somebody from Casablanca that introduced <laughs> me to that introduced me to a master. And I had in one um it was a Saturday, 
a revelation about the fact that I had decided I was doomed. I saw it. I got that I had made up a story. And the fact that my husband died didn't mean I was doomed, didn't mean God didn't like me, didn't mean that I did something bad in a previous life. It just meant that my husband died. That is the closest you can get yeah. to what is happening. Right. And at that moment, my suffering disappeared. Wow. I was left with I was left with the pain of yeah. lo- having lost my husband, but no suffering. And it was I remember right. I got on my chair, you know, like on those religious picture when people put their arms up to thank the God for something. Yes. I got on my chair, put my two arms up like that, so filled with gratitude because I had recaptured what I got when I was 12, the illusion of it. And then I said, okay, I've got to give it away. I can't let human beings suffer that way. It's too simple. It is too beautifully simple. And in the Bible, right, I'm not religious, but I was brought up as a Catholic. And it says, let the simple of mine come to me. That that is what it says. Yeah. It says stop making up stories. Right. Yeah. <laughs> be, be simple. Yeah. And then you will experience the divine. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Great story. Great story. Now you have a is it a 21 day course? Yeah. Email course. Yeah. 21 free. day. Fr- listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Free yeah. email course yeah. on deconstructing. The yeah. ego. Yeah. Talk to us about Can I that. Say, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, I have a, um, a, an impulse inside of me, Ralph. I'm so grateful for my life and so connected, but I have this irresistible impulse to give away what I have, right? Yes. And I was sitting in December, this December, like uh, five months ago, and I was saying, how can I reach people? How can I reach people? There is a pandemic. People are suffering. They don't need to suffer. It's hard enough as it is. What can I do? And I had written this book and I thought, oh, I'm going to give the book away for free and I'm going to comment on any chapter of the book and take people through the deconstruction of an ego. So I designed this 21-day email course so that anybody that has never practiced awareness or has practiced awareness but wants to hear about the dismantling of an ego and whatever, you put your email, you receive the first email immediately and then 20 more. Wow. And and um, I have now over a thousand people that have uh, taken it, and the feedback is extraordinary. So wow. I hope people will. Uh, wow! How does the unstoppable crowd? How, how do we how do we get to it? Tell us how to how to sign up for uh, that. I, I, well, you can go to my website. Uh, it's called Sophie McLean, my name dot com, or I can send you the link, and you can put it underneath the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Definitely send in a link, and I will put it into the podcast. But for the listeners right now as well, you oh, click, uh, my click, website. Go, yeah, go to go my to website. the website. Yeah, click the yeah. link underneath this podcast. If it's yeah. when it's posted, we'll make sure the team puts it under there. Click the link, sophiemcclain.com, and you'll see the free twenty-one day email course on deconstructing the automatic ego. That's right. Which is of I'm, I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you. Not knowing all of this and what I know now, until I deconstructed my automatic ego, that book Unstoppable couldn't come out. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today 
until I deconstructed the automatic ego. Uh, it's, and, and I think it's very important that we do that. Yeah. And Rafi, isn't that delicious? At the moment you, you get related to who you really are, then you have only one idea in mind is to give it away. Isn't yes. that Something totally else. automatic? Huh? Yeah. Like you just want to contribute. You just want to give it away. Yeah. Yeah. That is a new culture for humankind. Yeah. Once you dismantle your ego and you get liberated from that illusion, then there is caring, generosity, altruism, yes. contribution, cohesion. Support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All mm-hmm. of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. said the other day that um, you will never become successful until you help other people become successful. And what that meant was just start giving it away, share with what has been placed in you. You have to make a contribution to, to this global society. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's can you imagine if all of us did that? Yeah. It's a law of the universe. You know, um, yes. there is a law on earth that is gravity, right? If you spend your entire life fighting the law of gravity and whining about it and saying it's not fair and why can't I fly and why do I fall on my butt? Right, you would say this person is really living at a very low level. Of yes, life. yeah. But there is a law, a universal law. You reap what you sow. Sophie, did and you read? Then, did you read? Did you read my book? Because in my book, that's chapter no. six called "The Law of no. Reciprocity." It yeah, is a yeah. universal law. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you so, put out is yeah. coming up. The law of reciprocity. You hit the nail on the head. If you fight it, how absurd is it to fight a universal law? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 absurd as liking or disliking someone based on the color of their skin. Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, I've yeah. really enjoyed our time together. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you for checking in with us from across the globe. Um, mm-hmm. Your story is amazing. What you shared with us today is amazing. Now, guys, if you want to get to know her better, go to the website, sophiemcclain.com. It'll be in the link. You'll see it attached to the podcast. Take her 21-day email course on deconstructing the automatic ego. She has some other things going on over there that could really help you launch out into becoming unstoppable. Thank you, Sophie, for your time. Any final thoughts for my group today, for my audience? Well, I just want to say one thing that uh, sure. I hope is appropriate, but there are some times in life where you meet um, someone and you it resonates, you recognize that person. I had such a great time with you, Ralph. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I, I am not surprised that people listen to you. You have the most beautiful space. Thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, you've been listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. My name is Ralph Grace Jr. Now listen, share this with someone. Tell somebody about it. If you haven't, go to my website, ralphgracejr.com. Hit the backslash, hit community, join our Unstoppable community. If you want to register for the Gulfstream way, get that. And guys, don't forget to go pick up my book, Unstoppable, Seven Universal Laws That'll Change the Way You Pursue and Achieve Success. My name is Ralph Grace Jr. I'll see you guys again next week.